Supreme, episode two, season two. What it do? What it do? <laughs> do do. I think we got a uh, a question last week asking about sort of females in in uh, you know the pro- producer world, music world. Uh, and today we are very lucky to actually have Huxley Ann as our guest on the podcast. Huxley Ann, awesome. Yeah, she's uh my roommate actually. <laughs> yeah, but uh mm-hmm. low key crushing it in the music game high key actually yeah for her uh her solo project huxley ann and then she's also part of a duo with saruta um called paint Mm -hmm. so we asked her a lot of cool questions about that shit um yeah yeah i mean she's an extremely talented music producer but she also is really well known for her visuals um which is uh you know something that i don't think we know a whole lot about (laughs) nothing (laughs) um you know and i know she works a lot in max for live she actually does programming you know lots of stuff that it's you know i i mean i consider dane and i to be kind of nerds but like this is on another level this is like on another level the nerds nerd nerds nerd (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah i'm super excited to kind of Gain some knowledge from her about that stuff today. It should be really cool. For sure. And um, Team Supreme updates. Uh, I don't know. What else? What we got coming up? Well, we got merch. We got a new t-shirt. It's already to go. It's in, the, it's in the printing press right now. So Fuck yeah. Got some new Team Supreme tees. We're actually working um, currently on a Team Supreme sort of beat clinic, which we've been talking about for a long time. Um Probably won't start till the new year, but uh, yeah, we're looking at maybe like a once in a month sort of event in LA where we can uh, host an event where we can basically just have a beat clinic with producers, um, you know, invite as many as we can to come down and, and just share new tricks and tips from different artists uh, each month, which would be really cool. Hell yeah. Um, and then maybe potentially take it on tour as well. So Fuck we'll yeah. see. Yeah. sick. Because I know, yeah, Low One Theory does that at their festival too. Like they're like opening thing is like the beat clinic and mm-hmm. um team supreme like a lot of us teach production on the side anyway so it's like perfect combo for sure <clears throat> also um, uh, i was going to shout out the uh, house cypher that we're putting out this week we did this uh, an all house cypher is the first time we've done it uh where everybody has to make a four on the floor track and that's actually going out uh next tuesday so that'd nice. be great that was with main course and this might this episode might come out when that's already up but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um that's sick yeah i this is like the one i've skipped i've done like almost all the new ones yeah but i just for whatever reason i just missed the day i was like fuck it's already over it's all good i got your back i'm actually i got one for this week nice. so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah if we'll, i don't do it you should do it we'll have, we'll have a penthouse <laughs> one i think i actually made like my first like deep house quote unquote track that ever so uh yeah we'll see <laughs> what, how what is deep house can you like i mean i know what it is but like can you give me in like a few words what is deep i don't house? know like bum, bum, bum. it started <laughs> off as like a regular house track and then i started to add these kind of like wow yeah like yeah boom. That's and then like all, all of a sudden the... it felt like deep house so yeah. i'm gonna call it deep house <laughs> yeah nice yeah um cool man and then if i can just plug my own shit coming up like i got a couple shows like if you guys are listening in london i'm gonna come to london pretty soon uh the ivy lab dudes I actually met them through saruta and huxley like at the place we're recording at my place right now um we should try to record them too yeah like, or if like maybe i can just record them in london um yeah heck yeah so come out 
on uh i think uh what day it is fuck october 20th october 20th london people shout out team supreme london fans Woo. i'll pr- if we have the merch it'd be tight to bring some team supreme merch mm-hmm. over there too for sure and then also Halloween party. Ooh. I just fucking put a deposit down. I've never Ooh. thrown a show by myself Ooh. ever. But yesterday I put a like thousand dollars down on this warehouse. So uh it's happening. Yo, <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> October twenty eighth. Awesome. Everybody squad out. Not not necessarily a Team Supreme event, but I'm sure the squad will all be there. Oh, for sure. Um, just because I kinda wanted to throw like a, t- a Halloween party. Uh, to kind of promote this new like endeavor I'm doing, uh, we'll talk about that later. Dog, I already got <laughs> I already got my costume and everything. Hell yeah, I'm ready to do this. Yeah, dude, I'm yes. gonna do. Uh, I think I'm gonna do Popeye. Yeah, and, <laughs> and have Millicent be uh, the yeah. Uh, what's her name? Olive. The Olive. Yeah. Olive oil. yeah, that's. I think that's what she wants to do. Damn son. <laughs> yeah, that's easy, right? Just yeah, like a tank top, right? Pretty like easy a, one. It's like a college shirt, right? Yeah, you just need uh, some spinach too. Yeah, that's it. So LA people, mark down October 28th. The squad will be there. Um, we'll announce the lineup eventually. But uh, it's going to be super lit. Yeah, I was actually just, uh, when I walked in, Dane was working on his his Halloween remix. I'm not going to give any surprises <laughs> away, but there is a Great Dane Halloween remix on the way, guys. Oh, dude, there's more crazy. than that. There's more than that. Oh, dude. okay. I'm, I'm organizing an album. <laughs> so right. there's a Saruta remix. There's oh. a Woolly Mammoth. There's Damn. like... It's going to be crazy, man. I'm trying to keep it on the DL until it's like Sick. out. But by the time this episode airs, like it'll probably be at least announced. So whatever. Awesome. Let's um, keep an eye out for all this Halloween bullshit that's going on. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess that's enough for the uh, intro. We don't have any new questions because we recorded this uh, second episode before we even dropped the first one. So if you guys have more questions for us, um, email us at theteamsupremepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, we'll keep answering those um, as best as possible. Probably don't even need to do an outro either, right? For this yeah. one, yeah. So after the interview, that'll be the end of the episode. But uh, yeah, Huxley had a lot of cool things to say, so please stick around and listen to uh, what she what she was talking about. Yeah, and stay tuned. The next coming coming weeks, we'll have some uh, some other great artists coming coming this way. So uh, keep yeah. it a surprise. But we got some other great people lined up. Yeah, Team Supreme Podcast. We're back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All here right. we go. Huxley, let's go. Okay, yo, we're in the studio right now with uh, Huxley Ann, real name Gina Crow. I don't know if you want people to know that, but... <laughs> <laughs> they do now, right? What's up, guys? What up? What's up? So, uh, this is your Team Supreme uh, interview podcast debut, but also your first interview, like, talking, not just on an email, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. That's <laughs> right, yeah. A little bit nervous, you know? Yeah. That, that happens. That tends to happen. Uh... We, I was just telling, like, we, we always do these podcasts, and, like, throughout the podcast, we're like, this fucking sucks, but then by the time we listen back to it, it's like, it's fine. <laughs> it just yeah. sounds like people talking, so. 
Yeah. Don't trip. You're good. Plus, all those in- email interviews are always the exact same thing every time. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you're starting to notice. And you can't get less, like, fun or, like, silly with your written answers. You no know? way. So, yeah, I'm you excited. Can't, you Should can't really get as much of, like, a, like, a insight into how the person really is because, you know, you're just thinking about your answer for, like, five minutes or 10 minutes and then you like write it out it's like this sounds like it's me but (laughs) (laughs) who knows you know yeah i mean and also we're like we are kind of like nerds you know so we like to nerd out on this podcast a little bit which i'm sure we'll be (laughs) doing with you today yeah uh you know get talk a little bit about uh your live visuals i know you've been working on and paint as well one of your projects you've been working on uh and then your own music kind of just wanted to touch base and see what what you're up to Hell yeah. Hey. Can you give us a, a Huxley and just synopsis, like what's going on right now? Yeah, so um, currently for Huxley, I'm working on the music for this LA Fashion Week runway show. Woo! So that happens in like the first week of October. It's for this awesome designer from the Czech Republic. She 3D prints these like masks and dresses. So it's going to be like a 20, 25 minute long show. There's four parts. It's kind of fun to like write something so such a different form than like a beat or a song. So it's like a thirty minute like original thing, mm-hmm. like mix. Yeah. Wow. Are you gonna actually DJ at the at the show? Um, I don't know how I'll perform it live at the show. It'll probably be just all pre recorded, like a score kind of. Yeah. And Are then, you gonna be at the show? Yes, definitely nice. for nice. sure. Can I come? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll yeah. be really cool. I'm we're, I'm working with the designer on like a mask and outfit for my next solo tour Ooh! and so that's going to be a really fun collaboration and then after that just working on my next album very cool chipping away and then preston mentioned paint can you give us a little bit of like a paint synopsis as well i know you guys just did your first uh live visual i know we talked about it but it didn't really get recorded so can you give us another like update on what's paint what paint's doing and uh, the live visual aspect of what you guys are doing? Yeah, so last weekend we did the first paint AV set in Colfax, California in a movie theater. And for people don't know like what paint is, like what's paint? Paint is uh, my side project with Saruta. It's a duo electronic project and we're kind of just trying to make it like a future band, like incorporating different mediums and new media however we kind of see fit. And so for the AV set I brought like a visual synth that was running through, running a camera input. There was a camera on us that was being processed by different oscillators and like um, envelopes to have a bunch of cool effects going. And then triggering other clips behind that live. And we were doing that all from the stage while playing music. It was a lot. Yeah, you said you weren't like a huge fan of doing the visuals. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting to not like feel as like joyous and happy as I do when I'm playing music. Mm. I was just like, this is so not me, you know? Yeah, like (laughs) the live like visual aspect of it. Yeah, I think it would be better if we brought like a third person in to do that so that we could both kind of expand musically. Yeah, would the third person be on stage too, or like kind of like a normal, like visual, like in the audience kind of thing? It'd probably depend on what they're comfortable with. Mm. You know, like that would be up to them. I have one friend who I would love to like tour with with her on stage, but that's probably a little ways out, you know? So, 
I mean, it sounds like this this kind of system that you have is fairly new. Is this something that like you've literally invented yourself? Or are you kind of taking programs that other people have made and, and repurposing them for your live set? Or how does that work? So I am working with some software that's already made. Like I run the whole visual set out of Resolume. And then um, for the visual synth stuff, I have some of it going through Max and like a Max patch I've made to affect the camera input with trails and like RGB filters and just Whoa. different effects so that the video is processed in max and looks kind of trippy and cool before it, you know, hits the screen. So that's stuff that I've been like coding and working on for the summer, basically. Spent the summer kind of developing that. Yeah, you, you did something at Stanford, right? I mean, we might have recorded this already, but can you tell us about your, your Max credentials? Uh, yeah. If you guys don't know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast are producers, so you might have heard of Max for Live and been scared to even like jump into it <laughs> like I am. <laughs> um, it's a very intimidating like extra thing to do in Ableton, but I think there's like a whole world of possibilities and like the person to ask about that stuff is definitely Huxley. So can you give us like... Give us a little promo for Max for Live yeah. and like what what did you do this like summer when you were working on it? So Max was this summer I went to Stanford for their programming workshop at Karma CCRMA the Center for Computer Music Research and that center gives two women in computer music scholarships to attend their like summer programs. So this summer I received one and I got to go learn more about how Max works and like kind of put together my own project and focus on the parts of Max that I wanted to learn and utilize in my own work. And Max is crazy. It's such a vast program. Ableton was actually built and designed in Max. Hmm. So oh, wow. like <laughs> crazy. Ableton is like a child basically of Max. Wow. You know, like the the Inception. possibilities in <laughs> Max are so limitless. It's really just working with your mind and like you have to envision the connections and like conceptually abstract how they could happen before. So could someone be making like working on the next Ableton in Max right now? Oh yeah. <laughs> Woo, that's trippy. Yeah. That's super, super trippy. <laughs> that's amazing. Could that person be you? <laughs> I'm not trying to build a dog. No way, dude. I mean, that's crazy, but it is possible. And like when you start to get into Max, you really learn about how oh, this is how they made the auto filter. This is how this works, you know? Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's really fun, actually. Like, it's definitely changed the way I look at Ableton.
I'm very new to all of this live visual stuff. Um, I know typically, you know, or like a, a basic live visual set would be sort of the camera reacting to the sound that's playing live. Now, do you do you use your your cameras to react to live audio, or do you use like do you make plugins to generate video content? Because like I'm just trying to figure out exactly, or do you do both? Or I, it's a combination of both. Mm. The camera input I didn't have running to an audio effect because I could like almost play it. Like if I put my hand across the camera, I could make like a stream. Pink, oh wow! You know, so like it was more an expressive tool. But like the other background clips and effects in Resolum, I had like syncing to audio input. Gotcha. I wanted the camera to be kind of separate from that, like an additional tool of expression rather than something like pre-programmed, more improvisational. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I mean, speaking of like changing mediums, you know, I know uh, you, you, you're, you've been releasing your paint stuff with uh, Dome of Doom. The well, the squad. Yeah, well, I put out my like solo stuff with Dome of Doom. Oh, sorry, solo yeah. EP, solo EP yeah. with Dome of Doom. So that was rad. And do you do you plan on doing cassette with them? Because I know they've been doing cassettes recently. I did a cassette. Oh, okay. Yeah, Very cool. So I put out um, my tape Ilium in April, mm. and it came out on cassette. We're actually pressing all the cassettes sold out, so we're pressing like fifty clear. Cause that's like limited clear run. Yeah, that'll holler. come out in like a holler. month. Dude, I gotta give you one of mine, and yeah. I need to get one of yours. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'm I'm, I'm becoming the cassette guy now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Strictly dude. because of Wiley and because of Dome of Doom, I'm all about it. Wiley's changed the game for cassettes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we should interview him too. For sure, yeah. we're we're about to start our penthouse cassette for Dome of Doom too. Nice. So yeah, we'll be on there. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was actually looking at uh, Sony Walkmans on eBay yesterday. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like, still haven't listened to my own cassette. You've got to look at the old Walkman ads. <laughs> oh, they're, really? They're a dream. Yeah. Dude, oh. Somebody can make a lot of money if they like come out with a new like new t cassette thing. Seriously. Like if Walkman comes oh, back and makes like a cool like, sure. Apple one or something. Working one? That'd yep. be rad, yeah. dude. Yep. Yeah, my brother used to have like a dope like semi-new one. I don't know how he got it, like Amazon or something, but like, he would just like play it in his car Dang. and like hook it into the ox it's pretty tight Damn. i need to get that All right, cool. So I guess, what else should we ask? I mean, the obvious question that I feel like it's more, I don't know, like, what do you think about your place in like music and like, you know, how do you feel about like, you know, women right now? Like, are they represented? Are they, are you kind of like, you feeling like it's getting better or worse in the electronic music specifically? Like, what do you think? I, it's definitely getting a little bit better. Like when I first started in electronic music, it, I mean, it, I spent probably a year playing shows before I played a show with another girl. So like a full year of shows without any other girls on the lineup was like crazy, you know? Wow. And now it's a, it's a little bit more normal to see a couple other girls at shows. But overall, 
it's basically a handful of women that mm. are doing this kind of work and mm -hmm. like in the scene at all like truly participating it's a very small percentage of us so you know it takes some balls to do it and i don't <laughs> think that like no. i don't know no pun intended you can't shy away from that like um but you know the women who are involved in the electronic music scene especially in la are all really supportive and encouraging of each other like dot from team supreme and toki monster they're both like you know pioneers in this scene and so that's great like you know knowing other women are doing it is like a huge comfort and mm. like i don't know that that's cool always makes me feel for good sure about it. for sure yeah. i think i've always said that i think women are going to be kind of the deciders of of the next level of music i think especially for electronic <laughs> music and dance music it's like you know, I feel like kids are starting to dance with each other once again. And I think, you know, with that, dudes are going to try to gravitate to where the girls are going. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, music's always <clears throat> been both, like, genders participate, all genders participating. Mm. You know, it's never been something that is, like, an exclusively male yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Like, traditionally, music's been played and performed by everyone so for sure i think it's really strange that like in this one sector of music women have basically just not not entered like the realm at all and i think eventually like the music will start to suffer unless women jump on board mm -hmm. you know for sure do you want to start like a crusade for it or are you just like nah like i'll just do my thing like, yeah i'm kind of just trying to do my thing you know yeah. like mm -hmm. i feel like that'd be annoying of like it just like everyone like assumes like oh I'm, like everything I do represents all women. It's like nah, you're just like making your shit and like it's good, you know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I definitely like I do try to support and talk to girls at shows or you know give them like words of advice or encouragement if they're just getting started or they want to like know how I started producing or what was the first thing I tried, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I love supporting and encouraging women, and I think the best way to do that is just by, you know, doing my thing and being myself, so. Well, that's a good segue. Um, since this is your first, possibly only, real interview, like, with your voice on it, can we get yeah. the Huxley backstory? Like, what's your, like, from the beginning, like, what got you to where you are doing this kind of thing? Yeah, so I started Huxley Ann... Um, back in 2014 and my first couple shows were actually more spatial art installation type vibes my first show was at sundance 2014 in a black box theater and it was more of like a performance piece it was like 30 minutes there was a short film that my friend did at the beginning and like 30 minutes of music i'd arranged and wrote part of and kind of dj'd and then dancers and projections and so it was kind of more spatial. My next show was also in an art gallery. Kind Were you of. on Ableton or CDJs? or Ableton at the Ableton. time. Yeah, nice. I started in Ableton. <clears throat> played on Ableton for years before I switched <laughs> to CDJs. So, yeah, that was kind of how Huxley Ann got started. It was more um, like in an experimental capacity. And it wasn't until I moved to LA that I started, you know, DJing out regularly. I got a residency at Dirty Laundry and was playing there every Friday in Hollywood and 
kind of figuring out like, oh, this is like what DJing is like, mm-hmm. not this like crazy art shit, you know? So <laughs> Yeah, it's like separate kind of. Different. Yeah. yeah, I'm stoked to get back into the art stuff later on, you know, on a like more of a large format scale. It sounds like DJing became like more fun for you because like what you were saying about the paint stuff, like, I mean, do you, do you prefer DJing now or like, do you want to like kind of find like a big, like medium, like half and half kind of thing eventually? I definitely, I'm like seeking that balance, that like half and half balance. Like DJing's really fun and really joyous. Like I have such a fun time playing live shows. Um, But like ideally... I think the like height of what I'm trying to express needs an another medium like mm-hmm. to complement it. I don't know if that's because I'm a woman or if it's just because of some vision I have. Like, but well, yeah, and eventually you started as, like, I want that. Yeah. You started as more of like a artist and then like became a DJ because it was like what made sense, you know, which happens yeah. a lot, I think. And being a DJ also really accustomed me to working with guys and like, you know, learning how to play back to back and kind of like hold my own mm-hmm. in a scene full of guys. Like if I'd just done only weird art shit forever, I would have felt way more like kind of closed off from that and like less confident. So DJing definitely helped me like kind of learn the ropes in that sense. For sure. She's chill. Nice. That's what's Fashion Week show, going to Seattle tomorrow for Creme Fest. Nice. It's going to be cool. It's like a VR multimedia festival in Seattle. Damn. Then uh, Denver and Meow Wolf next weekend for paint shows. Me- Meow Wolf? Yeah, have you guys heard of Meow Wolf? I have, but I don't know what it is. I heard, I've heard that word, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Meow Wolf's so dope, dude. Meow it, Wolf? I played there recently. It's in Santa Fe. It's this giant art space. That is, it's like walking through an acid trip in real life. Like it's just full of slides and washing machines that turn into hallways and there's a light harp and, you know, you crawl through a closet and then you're in a giant cave that like makes sound and it's a crazy crazy venue. And in the middle of all of these art installations, there's a like dance floor and a DJ setup. So it's, it's a really rad spot. I'm stoked to go back next weekend. In New Mexico? Yeah. In Santa Fe? That's sick. That's nuts. So that's kind of just like some weekend touring. Mm. And then the fashion week thing. You know, speaking of uh, that virtual reality kind of experience you're talking about, is that something that you've messed around with at all with? Like, you know, in terms of audio and virtual reality? You know, there's a lot of work to be done in yeah. that world, like, <laughs> for sure. We're I, not there yet. Um, one of the people I was working <laughs> with at Stanford was focusing on audio and VR, mm. and it's actually easier than you might think to, like, 
work with audio in that capacity, but as far as like 3D sound and how the sound moves around your head, there's so much there's so much work to be done mm. in that like realm. I'd love to eventually work on something with a, like a VR company or a game. Mm -hmm. I think the sounds in VR games currently definitely have a lot of room for growth. Like mm. it's just like some zombie talking or like a, <laughs> you know, like yeah, they yeah. could be cooler. We could up it. Yeah. So. <laughs> have you seen that uh, video of that like DAW that's in VR that's going around? Like you yeah. literally put it on and you can produce it in a room like a virtual studio. It looks crazy. Yeah. I don't know if you know much about that. I've tried one. I tried one of those kind of things. It's not the one, the video that's circulating around, but I tried to like freeform sort of DAW that another person at Stanford had built in like a max uh, challenge in mm. Seattle. And you like hit these giant squares to make the drums. And then there were like these circles you could throw and the circles were chords and what? Whoa. it was so freeform <laughs> and so dope. But like, <laughs> Damn. I don't know. I think it'd be really dope if you could write music in VR. I mean, so how do you, sure. like, are you like using your hands like a, yeah, what are you doing? you're using the like controllers, you know, and so you can like throw things with the different buttons and the little joysticks, you know. Damn. That's crazy. And then, yeah, mostly using your hands. You're not you're not moving like walking around, but mm. just you know, using your arms and stuff. That's crazy. Like a Wii. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> Eventually, it'll be like Sword Art Online, where all the producers get locked into their VR studios. I don't know if you guys have seen Sword Art Online, but that shit gets too—it gets so real, dude. What is that? It's basically an anime about a, the first virtual reality video game. Once everybody puts, yeah, yeah, everybody puts on their virtual uh, headsets, and the the first day the game goes live, everybody gets stuck in their virtual headset, uh, and this guy appears and he goes, "The game is real. If you die in here, you die in real life, and you have to play to win to to leave or whatever." Damn. It's like it's crazy. That's yeah. cool. So that's the future of producing, right there, Ableton. <laughs> Please, Ableton, do not turn even, on us. <laughs> can't even say you make a banger. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that like the, the VR DAW might appeal to more women more so than Ableton does. Mm. I think that could be a cool like way for something to make more sense mm -hmm. for women. Not that women aren't <coughs> opposed to learning Ableton, but just <coughs> for like children and teens. I think if there was like a really compelling DAW that was a VR game, mm -hmm. it would be seen as so fun, mm -hmm. like rather than just fun software, mm -hmm. it would just be like a good segue mm -hmm. for young kids. I think that'd, that'd be dope. For sure. And I for wonder, myself. Yeah. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it would feel like an escape from like, you know, like if you're, if you work from home, you know, it could feel a lot of times it could feel like it's like getting too much, but I wonder if like VR will get to the point where like, you feel like you're on a vacation or something. I yeah, don't know. that's it's... what they use it for in like hospitals. Like they, really, they bring it to like people that have been in their beds for like a year and what? then take them to the beach or something. What? <laughs> this is like an episode yeah. of Black Mirror. I know. <laughs> Yo. Well, dude, the, honestly, this is like the most thing that I like. I don't even. I'm so like, I get so. I, only certain things excite me about VR. Like I'm not even that excited about it. But my brother, he like works for a VR company, and he showed me. Like a basketball game, like mm. a, just they've only they don't they don't have them for like all the games, but they have like little test, you know, like footage. Mm -hmm. Like that shit is crazy. Like I would pay so much money to like because it feels like you're just 
not only like are you front row, but you're like basically on the court, like the price of like a five hundred dollar yeah. ticket. Damn. But just like you're just at home, like that shit is crazy. Dude. Watching basketball. If they did every game like that or every sports event like yeah. that, like they could charge so much money. Damn. And like you're just at home with like a Coors Light, like the best seat in the house. <laughs> Sitting next to Jack yeah. Nicholson. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like you're like this close to like the star of the game. Like you're wow. like LeBron's like homie. Like it's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. I've tried the medium uh, game. It's like a 3R sculpt or like 3D sculpting program in VR. That's really dope because you can render 3D objects so much faster than you'd be able to with a computer. Mm-hmm. You can just sculpt wow. them and yeah. mold them with your hands. Tried it at a homie's house the other day. It's so dope. Like, Damn. so sick. Fuck. I highly recommend we got, it. We got to get some VR, like, rigs over here. Dude, we need for one sure. for the house. Yeah. We need a house <laughs> VR rig. Yeah. yeah. For sure, bro. I'm just so like, robo That would be cool. If they have a racing game in VR, that's it, yo. I quit. I quit music. I'm gone. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Just come find you, like in your room, like haven't like left. Peer, peer drivers. <laughs> Anything else we need to talk about? You wanna? Did we leave anything out of the Huxley story? No, not really. Just she, Huxley Ann's also my four-year-old alias. She's four. Four years. Yeah. Okay. And where did the name Huxley Ann come from? <clears throat> oh, that's a long secret story. Oh. Uh, yeah. Keep it. Keep it a secret. Maybe. Yeah. All right. We'll pull it out of you yeah. on the next episode. Maybe <laughs> on the next time we interview you. Yes. We'll. I think we should come back to all the people we interviewed, like like later, like mm-hmm. next year or whatever. Get for the sure. digital storytelling vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, yeah, because everyone's like, kind of on the come up. So it's like, who knows, man? Like, we'll interview Henry from, like, his Malibu, like, estate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Down. Oh, <me> <laughs> so his, like, political views have changed. Because <laughs> now that his tax bracket has changed. <laughs> also, just kind of see where you guys are living next year. I don't think we mentioned this, but uh, Dane and Huxley are actually roomies. Yeah. we Woo. Did we mention that? I don't think we did. We did oh, it at the beginning, but I think we recorded it, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. She, uh, she made the commute down here. We already made that joke, but I don't know if it, <laughs> it got recorded. So. Yeah, the house is full of music heads. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is kind of like beat scene house two, two yeah. I think. Because yeah. the first one, I think, uh-huh. was like Aaron and Mike and uh, PJ yeah. and mm-hmm. Cody. Mm-hmm. And they live right across the street from Kenny Siegel. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of, you guys created the second sort of fort or hold down. Yeah. East side hold down. East Side Fort. Yep. And then also, like, I mean, they're not really part of our, like, direct squad, but, like, Deffy and Oshi and... Uh, oh, they got they a crib, got a too, huh? Too. Yeah. Luca Lush. And That's right. there's one more, too. Like, they have a pretty strong... Sober Rob. They all live together. It's pretty insane. Like, yeah. all of them live together, too. Damn. It's cool to be around, like, creative people all the time. Yeah. It makes you feel a little more normal. 
Yeah. You know, when yeah. you're just constantly doing weird shit, you're yeah. like, oh, it's okay. Everyone and like, and we could be yep. loud as fuck here too. Yeah. It's cool. And that's the best. Yeah. yeah for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Plus, like, it's cool to see artists move into the east side, yo. Like, yeah. the west side's too crazy in L.A. Like, it's cool. All the cool producers are out here on the east side. Ooh, shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> 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 all right, cool. Well, all right. Thanks for commuting. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was fun. <laughs> Have a safe uh, walk home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was Huxley and guys. Give it up. You want to say anything? You want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Any... <laughs> Any words of advice? Like, last oh, minute? don't give up. Everyone sucks for years, <laughs> and even when you're good for a while, you might suck again. Yeah, yeah. And you then... just, you, it's just a continual battle, and then some like shimmering breakthroughs. Yeah, true. Expect them. Be pushing. All right, cool. Cut. Wrapping <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, so we're going to teach 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 to teach